If there are any kids here, sorry, Mason, you don't count, buddy, unless you can walk there. Can you walk there? We do have, we do have nursery. It, do you want to go on to Horizon Kids? Yeah, thank you. If Chris sends you back down, it's, it's not about you. <laughs> um, but uh, we do have childcare for kids zero to two. I just want you all to know that. Um, thank you for letting me be here this morning, I, this evening. I spent this week at Warren Willis Camp. It's a United Methodist Church camp in Leesburg, Florida. I was the middle school speaker, so I've preached seven sermons in the last seven days. Um, I preached here Friday night for church Sunday and then all week at camp. So I come here a little tired. My voice, you can probably hear, is a little hoarse. But it was a really good week, and I just want to take a moment and tell this church right here, thank you for letting me live into who God has called me to be. I remember when I was their age, I was raised in a church that told me that I couldn't be a pastor or a preacher. And it was a gift to get to look at middle school and high school women and men who answered calls to ministry this week and tell them that God had indeed called them and was doing a mighty work in their lives. And so I just want to thank you for what you do to support me. It supported the kingdom this week, and I just want to say thank you for that. Um, there is nothing quite like spending a week with middle schoolers out in camp. Um, you know, it's the age where you start to smell really good when you sweat, and you haven't figured out the bath thing always. So it was a it was a wonderful, hot, lovely week. Um, but I had I really did have a great time. One of the things that happened the very first day I was there, so they introduced me as the pastor of a church in a bowling alley, and all the kids were like super excited. So immediately they follow up by saying, hey, can we get a lifetime free bowling if we like get this question right? I'm like, sure, Uh, you just gotta pay for your snacks and drinks. So um, anyway, they were super excited about that. But one of the counselors, one of the folks who was there with his youth group, he he was actually the grandfather of one of the teens that was in the group this week. He came up to me and he said, hey, did your church buy a bowling alley because you read the book Bowling Alone? And I was like, no, I've never read the book Bowling Alone, but thank you for telling me, should I read it? And he was like, yeah, it starts out by saying that 40% of the people who used to be in bowling leagues don't bowl anymore. Bowling leagues have decreased in participation by 40%. I was like, thanks for telling me that. Um, We just bought a bowling alley, and 40% of our business is not going to be there. (laughs) Like, why would you tell me that? And he was like, no, no, no. That's just the first line of the book. The book is about how lonely people are, how lonely people are because they don't have places to participate or connect. Did you buy a bowling alley because you wanted people to not be lonely and to connect to one another? And I said, no, we bought a bowling alley because we are a church that believes in a God who brings community together and strengthens us to find our purpose within community. And we are praying really hard that the bowling alley will be an asset in us doing that, but that is not why we bought a bowling alley. It is not because we're worried about people bowling alone. It is because we are worried about people living alone. This message series for this month is about refresh. How do we get a refresh on the vision that God has called us to in this church and as people who follow Jesus? Y'all, I sat with middle schoolers that very first meal that we sat down at, and you could hear a pin drop in the cafeteria. I was like, is it silent lunch and I missed something? And they were like, no, we just don't know what to talk to each other about. 
The grandpa who told me about the book Bowling Alone, he said, my kids, they don't know how to build friendships. They'll tell you that they're lonely. And I was like, oh, whatever. This is just a grandpa who doesn't want his kids on an iPhone. And as I spent time with them this week, I heard middle schoolers just break down because they were lonely and they don't know how to build community. So I went back to my room, the Evelyn Willis cabin at Warren Willis Camp. The air condition did not work lovely, but it was fine. It was a great week. Um, But I went back to my room and I looked up uh, the online version of Bowling Alone and I, I started to read that book. And this researcher, this scientist at Harvard has written this book and it's about people finding community and connection. And he says, this is the myth about loneliness. We think loneliness means we don't have a friend to go to when something, when something bad happens. We don't have somebody to turn to when there's troubles in our lives. We think that loneliness means we, we celebrate life's goodness all by ourselves. We don't have people to celebrate life's goodness. But he said what loneliness really is is that in a lack of community, in a lack of place where you have people to go to when things get hard or go to to celebrate, in a lack of, of a place that, that provides that kind of space for people, in a lack of community, people lose their purpose and their meaning and their mission. And y'all, as soon as I read that sentence, I literally got out of my bed and I got on my knees and I thanked God for people who give up a Burns reservation tonight to be here to invest in community. Thank you for doing that. I got on my knees and I thanked people who've brought their kids and dropped them off at Horizon Kids because there's got to be a new way to, do the, to, to lead and to, to nurture and to raise this next generation. And so every time we open the doors, you bring your kids here and you teach them there is a God who has purpose and meaning and mission for you. For those of you who spend your weeknight gathered around in a circle in living rooms reading the Bible, learning about purpose and meaning and mission, For those of you who will roll your sleeves up and and put mulch out on the first Sunday in August for Shermonte Elementary School because we don't want those kids walking in thinking they're walking in without a community to support them in a place that we will support as they find purpose and meaning and mission in life because we are the church. We are the church. And God's vision, God's dream for us is not to live our lives alone. It's not for us to live our lives alone. So I thanked God. I thanked God that I have a church like you guys who believe in building community no matter what it takes. Even if it means buying a bowling alley and everybody in town, they're excited about it. They're, they're, they're losing their, like, what are, what's that church doing? And they're starting to get excited about it. I was excited about how Sunday went. You showed up. You invited your friends. And I appreciate it. I can't wait to see what happens when we keep leaning into this vision to create community because people need it desperately, y'all. They've never needed it like they need it before. They need purpose and meaning and mission, and they will find it in the church. We're reading through Revelation. That's not usually the first place that people go to to refresh their vision, but it's because for a long time we thought Revelation was about this sort of war and evil coming in the world, and it's not about that. It's about what happens when the fullness of God's love takes control of this world and this earth. And we believe in this church that that new creation is being ushered in right now. We're not sitting around waiting for God to do this work. We believe that God has asked us to follow Jesus in being a part of ushering in that new creation right now. I want to, tell, I want to read just a few verses about what it's going to look like. And because my voice is getting out, getting uh, weary, I, I won't last super long, but uh, Revelation chapter 
chapter 21, verse 22. We're just going to kind of go verse by verse tonight. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 22, it says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. I need you to know John, who wrote these words, was given a dream while he was asleep on a beach called the Isle of Patmos. He was asleep and he gets this vision and he doesn't see a temple in this holy city, this new creation that God is sending. He doesn't see a temple in the city and he's confused by that. The world knew the place to go to find their purpose and their mission and their meaning. They went to the temple. They knew that's the place where they could find community and they could ask hard questions and they could learn about what it looks like to follow this God who had delivered them from the Red Sea, who had been with them in the wilderness when they didn't know what the next step would be, who had, who had walked with them to the promised land. They knew... They knew where they, would, they could go to be around people who would surround them and believe in that story with them. It was the temple. So, so John's telling these folks, I saw this vision and there wasn't a temple in the city because the Lord, all God, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Y'all, the new creation that's coming is not contained by walls anymore. The church has left the building is what John has said. I saw this place where God's presence permeated every single corner of the world. And I can imagine him getting kind of emotional because these middle schoolers who've been holed up in their room following Instagram and getting bullied online, all of the sudden somebody has met them. That's my earring. Sorry. Somebody has met them right where they are. Somebody has met them right that's probably my son, David, actually. It's probably not my earring, <laughs> but that's okay. The church has left the building, and we have some really great adult volunteers who... What? <laughs> they are building the kingdom upstairs. That is what they are practicing doing. All right. They did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The church has left the building. We have rolled up our sleeves and we are being the people of God. We are being the temple. We are telling the stories. We are sharing what God has done for us in our lives beyond the walls of the church. The city, verse 23, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. Y'all, I get here on Friday nights and it feels like I've had a dark and long week. People come in here and they explain to me it's been a long and hard week. It feels like we are walking and trudging through darkness. And it says that we don't need the sun to remind us. When the sun comes up in the morning, it reminds us there's a new day and there's light coming and God really does have control. We're not even going to need that reminder anymore. This new creation is going to dispel everything that we've experienced so far in our world to bring us comfort and goodness. God's love is going to be even greater and even bigger than that. We're not going to need a flashlight. We're not going to need these lights all we are going to need is the glory of God to light up the lives of people who've been walking through darkness. And that does not mean, church, that does not mean we sit back and wait for it to happen. It means that right now we roll up our sleeves 
and the person at work who's driving us crazy because they're walking through darkness and people who are walking through darkness don't know what to do but to hurt other people. Sometimes it means we roll up our sleeves and we offer the light of God to them in a place they can't imagine seeing it anymore. It means we sign up to be a lunch buddy, even when we don't know how awkward of a conversation we're going to have at lunch at Monte Elementary. It means we sign up for it because that might be the only light these kids see. They don't even trust the light of the sun or a flashlight anymore. And we're not going to need it because the glory of God is going to shine in this place. It means that our friend who's walking through darkness gets invited to church and they can, explain, they can experience and hear the story of the way God has shined light in the lives of the people sitting in these chairs, the way God has changed our lives. We aren't going to need a sun or a moon because God's glory will light it up. And that blows our minds, but it's possible. And that day is coming. That day is coming. The nations, the nations will walk by its light And the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. The corrupt governments and the systems of our world that are wearing us out, that we turn on the news and it just increases the anxiety and the depression in our own lives. Those nations that we tell stories about, they are going to walk by light, not by darkness, not by power, not by wealth, not by war, not by how much money they can be, not by the gross national product. They are going to walk by the light of God. And the kings of earth, the people who are ruling the earth, will bring their splendor into it. We are a part of this new creation. We get to be a part of spending every single moment that we have praying for the world and the powers and the leaders right now. May they know God's light and may they walk in it and share it with a world desperate for it. On verse 25, on no day... Listen to this. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. We don't need to shut gates or build fences to protect us from the evil in the world. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. You're worried, hey, I don't know if I've got a place in, in this city. I don't know if I have a purpose in this city. I don't know if I have a mission in this new creation. I need you to hear that the power and the love of God says that you have a purpose, that you have meaning and that you have mission, and you will never be closed out of the new creation that God is bringing on the earth. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing Impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And this is the moment where we're like, we don't exactly know what that means. It doesn't say the Lamb's book of death. It says the Lamb's book of life. Don't you want your name written in that? Don't you want the next step that you make in your life to be about bringing the abundant and good life of Jesus into the world? Don't you want to be a part of shining light in places where, where it looks like only darkness will ever be? Don't we want to be as shameless as possible, spending every day of our lives raising our families in a way that brings the light and glory of God into our homes? What's that mean you got to, what, what darkness in your life does that mean you have to deal with? 
Don't we want to be the kind of people who aren't about deceit or, or more money or greed that we can have, but about the purpose and mission and meaning of God? Y'all, we only find this. We're only equipped for this kind of life-giving, new creation work if we commit to do it in community. You can't do it alone. God's love is about bringing us all together and ushering in this new creation. What is it? What is it that God's asking you to do to take a step into leaning into this community more over the next couple of months? This is the refreshing vision that I've been given. There's going to be a day... There's going to be a day I was praying to God in a labyrinth and I was like, please, God, just let there be a day when every seat is full. And God was really clear that day is coming. There's going to be a day where people feel really comfortable in a bowling alley who don't exactly feel comfortable on this property. And I'm just being honest about that. There's going to be a day when their bottoms are in those seats there and we're going to have the opportunity to invite them in to community that will help them find purpose and meaning and mission like they've never experienced before. So my question to you is if that new creation is what God is asking us to do, then that means God has purpose and meaning and vision for your life today. What is the next step God's asking you to take to lean in to this community, to build it up, to build up this community? And what in the world are we doing to invite people beyond this community in to experience the light and goodness of God? This new creation isn't about something that's going to happen, you know, 3,000 years from now and we just kind of get to wade through life. This new creation, God, through Jesus Christ, tore open the veil for this to come, this new creation to start coming now. God right now is pulling us into this new city. What are we going to do to take a step to be a part of that city? I believe, I believe in the day when every single one of us are living into the purpose and vision and meaning God has for us. And I know that that means we cling tighter to the love of God and to the purpose he has for us in community because it's really hard to do it by yourself. So my one question for us today that I want you to really pray about this week before you come back next Friday is what is God asking you to do? What's the next step God's asking you to do to step into and lean in to community? Will you all pray with me? God of goodness and love, we thank you for the adults upstairs that are teaching kids about your kingdom and your goodness. We thank you for the adults and volunteers who will show up on the first Sunday in August at Monte Elementary School and they'll roll up their sleeves to help kids know there's a community behind them and we believe that they can find purpose and mission and meaning and we will be a part of it. We pray for Panorama Bowling Alley and for the people in our community who need a place where they don't bowl alone. May you transform the lanes of that place, the the bowling balls that are already in it, the shoes in that place, God, and create a community who is ushering in your new creation right here in Tampa. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. God, I pray for the parents in this room who are raising children, who are fighting darkness like we've never had to experience it before. I pray, God, that you'll give them the strength they need to step into and usher in your new creation. I pray for the marriages and the financial situations and those maybe who are battling addictions or anxiety or depression, God. I pray that this, mo- this evening we will give up all of those things to you and we'll take a step closer 
to living into and bringing in your new creation. I pray you'll bind us together as a community here and that you will use our hands and feet to usher in your new creation. Amen.